So I'm very excited for today's subject because it is from um, the year 1996. I I don't know if you remember. It was quite a great year. (laughs) My life changed dramatically that year. Oh, did it? How dramatically did it change? Was it just so dramatic? I had to share things all of a sudden. Oh, you did. You had to share things. And I suddenly wasn't getting very much attention. Oh, was there somebody distracting your sweet mommy and daddy away from you? Yeah, my new baby baby brother. Oh my god, what a drag! Nobody upstages me. Oh fucking hell. (laughs) I'm so kidding. You're right. I'm so kidding! Welcome back to Kicking Into Streaming, where it's the power of nature, baby! Woo! I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week, we are talking about the 1996 disaster film, Twister. Before we get started, guys, don't forget, go follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. And you can write the show at kickingandstreamingpodcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. Remember, guys, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or if you go to our Podbean page, you can copy our custom RSS link and you can put it into the player of your choice. To the 50 of you that listen to us, (laughs) I just want you to know. We appreciate you more than anything. (laughs) More than ever. Oh my goodness. (laughs) There is a mystery. Elusive. Unpredictable. Violent. It terrifies most scientists. But for a new breed, the challenge is saving lives. Research is deadly. The laboratory is nature itself. And potentially uh, could be a storm that has a wind in excess. It's even worse at this point. the craziest professions that i know of to exist guys i've met some of these people storm chasers i used to work with one whoa like they are some of the most free-spirited individuals you will ever meet in your life (laughs) you'd have to be they have nothing to lose (laughs) they have nothing to lose and they're going to put their life on the line for science to stand next to a spinning (laughs) vortex that could very well kill you this information saves lives it really does it helps us develop our warning systems so that people can take shelter right away and you know bless them for being brave enough to do it you and i we were raised in tornado alley no yeah we've had our share of experiences where we're huddled under mattresses listening to the wind howl Talk about a budget to box office ratio. Oh my God. So a $92 million budget grossing $494.5 million. (laughs) What was that? I don't know. (laughs) What was that laugh? I'm just thinking about all of the digital effects artists, the visual effects artists who hopefully got paid handsomely. Why? 
because it was awesome. Mm. Oh, your face. I have some thoughts about the oh, effects. the disdain. In this film. I oh. mean, they were pretty good for like 96, but like Independence Days were like way better and it was the same year. He's got his judging eyebrows on today. Let's see, who have we got lined up in this epic? We've got Bill Paxton. <laughs> Remember last week? Yeah. He was just here. The everyman of film. We love you, Bill. We realized about a couple weeks ago that, like, you can pretty much draw a straight line through all of the movies we're doing in the month of April. Yeah, there's always a connection. <laughs> yeah. There's always a connection. <laughs> and we did not plan it. We have ghost actress Helen Hunt. She's a ghost. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Have you seen her since 1999? I don't know. We have the mom from Still Standing. <laughs> Jamie Gertz. Jamie Gertz, who is beautiful. You think so? She is so cute. And she has an adorable accent. I want her to be my wife. She's from Chicago. She's from Chicago. <laughs> Carrie Elwes. Ellie's. Elwes. Elwes. I, I did confirm that. It's Elwes. What a stupid name. <laughs> Stop. Like, he's he's a good actor. We he love just has, Carrie. He's just a dumb name. <laughs> Oh, look, Carrie, we've got Philip Seymour Huffman. Rest in peach. Rest in peach. Don't do drugs. Alan Ruck. I love Alan Ruck so much. His performance in Ferris Bueller's Day Off is easily in my top 10. It's so funny. We have Lois Smith, who was in Iron Jawed Angels, is the Reverend Anna Howard Shaw. But oh, she's, I forgot about that. She's Aunt Meg and Twister. I love Aunt Meg. Can I just say one thing? Tell me. About the soundtrack to this film. Uh, this soundtrack is dope. So, the guy who did the music for this film, his name is Mark Mancina. And Mark Mancina was like, well, you know, we're in we're in Oklahoma. <laughs> you know, what do they listen to in the Great Plains? And it's a lot of rock. <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not. And Van Halen. <laughs> yeah. 1970s mega band Van Halen was so gracious enough to record Lots of, you know, softcore rock tracks for this film. And it just, it enhances the film's quality so much. Like, setting music is always a grand combination for me. And they hit the nail on the head with this one, in my opinion. I love it. It fits it so well. I love, I, I'm, I'm glad that this movie, while being a disaster movie, treats the disaster as relatively bloodless. Mm -hmm. We're not dealing with nearly as much human loss as we were last week. Well, it's implied. It is implied. <laughs> but, you know. We don't see a whole lot of we it. We don't see a whole lot of it. Um, so, um, guys, Carmen Cortez. <laughs> yes! I was wondering if you'd notice. <laughs> Carmen Cortez, little Alexa Vega, in her first film role. In, she's got to be like what seven years old yeah she's she's small she's definitely young she's playing little joe harding and little joe harding well i guess her name is something different but yeah joe something else joe oh 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 wait no i know i know i know i know thornton thornton <laughs> little joe thornton and uh her daddy is a farmer and pa thornton pa thornton <laughs> that's what i have in my notes pa, uh, pa thornton i believe we've seen the mother before no the mother the mother was in a little princess she was the maid that fell in love with the milkman or something like that yes <laughs> that's her fucking name <laughs> no that's not her name is it really? rusty schwimmer awesome there's a tornado and it's a coming and it's a big one. Um, for those of you, uh, they will explain later in the film, but um, there's something called the Fujita scale. And it is that what the F stands for? Yeah, that's what F stands for. I didn't know that. It stands for the name. It's the name of the man who developed the scale. Cool. Dr. Fujita. All right. So the Fujita scale, it goes, it can actually go from one to 12. <laughs> And there's more than five. Yeah. The scale is all about monitoring, you know, how large the tornado can become, how much damage it can do, how powerful it is. 
and um, an F5 is sadly coming to late notice for Joe and her small family. Their little Oklahoma farmhouse. Yeah. And so, you know, you've seen Wizard of Oz. Where are we going when the tornado's coming? Into the storm sailor. Into the storm sailor. And, you know, a lot of, you know, old farms, you know, just had these concrete bunkers built in when they were first settled. You don't see them a whole lot anymore. TV says it's big okay. by being F5. Okay, we're going to the storm cellar. We go out into the blistering winds, we get down into that bunker, and oh, the door is just not latched right. Oh no, yeah, Pa Thornton has to get up and try and close the door right. And what they don't realize is that it's on top of them. The wind is howling, there's and so much noise. There's the little porthole in the door, and you can. there's just black oh outside, God. you can't see anything. And the door just pulls loose with Paw Thornton holding on to it. And Paw Thornton gets sucked away with the NATO. And he's gone. He's gone. Oh, man. And yeah, unfortunately, this little girl loses her father. And sees the whole thing. Yeah. What a horror. Gavin had never seen this movie. And this was the point where he looked at me and went, is this the story of a little girl's revenge against the tornado that <laughs> killed her father? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit, Gav. 27 years later, the National Severe Storms Laboratory is predicting a string of tornadoes in Oklahoma. Like, this is going to be one of the biggest outbreaks in all Oklahoma history. The math says that destruction is on the horizon. We cut to this great helicopter shot sweeping across the Oklahoma plains. So we've got Bill. Bill's got his big, beautiful red truck. Brand new red truck. <laughs> Bill is newly separated from his wife. The world is his oyster. He's got a new job. He's a weatherman. And he's, he's got- a, He's got the hair of a weatherman, I'll tell you that. His sweet little girlfriend, who her name is the mom from Still Standing. <laughs> her name is Dr. Melissa Reeves. Yes. Uh, he's married to a- He's gonna marry a doctor. A uh, reproductive therapist. We'll get- We'll get back to that. She forgets everything except her work. You're nervous about seeing her. Nervous? Why do I look nervous? No. Well, yeah, you do a little. <sighs> I just want to get it over with. They're on their way to see Bill's estranged wife, Joe, To literally sign some divorce papers. <laughs> yeah, so they can get married. We're getting introduced to members of Joe's team. <laughs> Let's see, who have we got? Dusty Davis. Played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman. I love Dusty. I He reminds me of a lot of guys I was friends with in high Dusty school. Dusty reminds you of, yes, me too, reminds <laughs> me of some boys I knew back in the day. Those big dudes that love their loud music and love having a good time. And love hearing themselves yell. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty is here for the thrill. He is the one who is hereest for the thrillist. <laughs> who else have we got? We've got. Robert Rabbit Nurek. Alan Ruck. Yes. Yes. I love him. So Rabbit's role on the team is, you know, when they're, you know, en route to a tornado, he's, uh, you know, he's kind of mission control. He directs them. He's the- He's, he's the, the map guy. He's the cartographer. He makes maps. I can't remember anybody else, honestly. There's a Joey. Well, there's, um- There's a Joey, a Timmy, a Brian. There's Joey. <laughs> There's Beltzer. Oh, Beltzer right. and Patty are the ones that are the other couple that travel together. Which they, one they're is in Beltzer. Does Beltzer have glasses? No. Damn. The young kid is the photographer and the videographer. Um, character's name is Brian. 
Oh, that's the Brian. Yeah. There's a couple of others peppered in there, but you get the picture. When Bill rolls up, everybody's like, hey, Bill's here. It's the extreme. The extreme. I don't believe Who it. Who is that handsome devil? Gentlemen. <laughs> the extreme. Oh, it's the extreme. <laughs> oh, man, don't start that shit. <laughs> oh, manly handshake ensues. How you doing, man? Melissa this whole time is just like, what? I Listen, <laughs> I feel for Melissa a lot. I feel like Melissa's the one we're meant to empathize with. I mean, she's honestly one of my favorite characters. She's just sitting around for this whole movie going, you people are insane. Yeah, Melissa's getting introduced to everybody. Bill decides to go <laughs> fish down. I almost said Helen. <laughs> Bill, it's it's bad because his name is Bill, but he's playing a guy named Bill. So you want to call her Helen? Yes. Her name is Joe. Bill and Joe. So Bill goes to find Joe. Bill and Joe Harding, they used to work together, mm-hmm. following storms around and researching them so that they can be, they can develop ways to anticipate storms before they happen. Yeah, and, and this is little Joe from the beginning. Yeah. Now big, now grown up Joe. Dr. Joanne Harding. Dr. Joanne Harding, recently separated from Bill the Extreme Harding. <laughs> I can't wait to come to that part. The Extreme. Pile, put them together and you have... Dr. Extreme. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Joe's on top of her vehicle looking all smexy. Getting, She's in a, like... getting, a, getting a satellite ready to go. And just like the look on her face as if like this is a... It's like it's not a pleasant surprise, but she wants it to come off that way. <laughs> She's trying to be casual about it. Because Joe is still kind of in love with him, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, and and Bill is just like, just like, mm, I'm nervous. All my old <laughs> friends and my ex-wife, who, <laughs> whose side they definitely took. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> and so Bill is literally just trying to get these divorce papers from Joe. And Joe keeps <laughs> causing delays. She There are pages of the divorce papers she has intentionally ignored. Oh, yeah. So that she can cause more delay in this process. She signed most of the spaces, but not all of the spaces. Joe, now she's got all this drama in her creative space. So, so, so of course, she's going to go make a pest of herself. So Joe goes to size up Melissa. And Melissa's just like, I think it's rather sudden. <laughs> she's like, I know it might seem rather sudden. And she's like, no, it's happy news. <laughs> <laughs> she's got this manic smile ear to ear. It's great. It's fantastic. She's very focused because they're gearing up for some big stuff. Today's the day they're going to use this tornado outbreak to try and test their new creation, which is Dorothy. And, and they built four of them. Yeah. So they, they've got a couple of tries. And this is Bill's design. It's literally his baby. Yeah. And they show it to him and he's just kind of amazed. Yeah. So basically what Joe and, you know, Bill's former group of friends is trying to do is they, this was actually, you know, this was actually, this, what is portrayed in this movie was actually tested successfully after the fact. Yeah, I think the vessel, the pack, as they call it, mm-hmm. is, was called Toto. Was it really? Yeah, and in this movie, it's called Dorothy. Dorothy. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And so they've got these little sensors in this, you know, giant cylinder. And basically, they want to put it in a tornado's pathway so that all of these sensors will get sucked up inside the funnel. Because up until this point, no one had really been able to do a lot of concrete research on storms that produce tornadoes. Like... They're very, they're very phenomenal. They're very extraordinary. They're so instant and wild and unpredictable. They're difficult to study. Like, a tornado is one of the most unstable manipulations of matter. (laughs) God. Like, imagine if the air around you just started chasing itself around. (laughs) 
Imagine if the air started chasing its tail. Yeah, that's literally what it is. All of a sudden you're floating. And so Melissa is kind of our character vehicle for understanding the science of a tornado because Melissa doesn't know shit about tornadoes. But (laughs) She's a reproductive therapist. But she's around bona fide tornado experts. You see, Melissa, it's like this. These sensors go up the funnel and radio back information about the internal structure. Wind velocities, flow asymmetries. We could learn more in 30 seconds than I have in the past 30 years. Get a profile of a tornado for the first time. And what will that do? If we knew how a tornado really worked, we could design an advanced warning system. And you know what? Melissa is actually very, very sweet. She is. She's courteous to... Uh, I almost called her Helen. She's courteous to Joe. She has like one diva moment. She does. And like, that's it. Yeah. Joe is going through the motions with Melissa, trying to explain to her, you know... Joe herself has been a victim of this. And back in, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, and even before that, there were not very good warning systems for tornadoes. Tornadoes happen very quickly. And there's not a lot of time sometimes to find adequate shelter. And with all of this information that they're going to be able to garner from this experiment, you know, they can develop advanced warning systems. And, you know, instead of having three minutes to get underground, you could have as much as 15 or 20. That would really save a lot of lives. And there's time to grab a hostess snack. <laughs> is that what you're... Is that... Where's my hostess? <laughs> where's my Twinkie? I'm going underground. Where's my hostess? I'm Woody Harrelson from Zombieland. Where are my hostess Twinkies? Guess what, guys? We got one. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a twister developing. The, ge- the team goes into high gear. My favorite part about this film is the caravan. Squad roll up, like... All in these shitty vans. Yeah. And these ratty trucks. Bill's truck is, like, the mo- it's brand new. new. It's the most pristine one. But he's only got liability insurance. Yeah. <laughs> I just love how that comes back. I love I love Joe's truck. I'm sad for it later, but... <laughs> the yellow truck? Yeah, I like it. It reminds me of the truck Dad had. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that old white one. So they load up Dorothy 1 in the back of Joe's truck. And Bill, you coming? No. <laughs> His whole thing is, I'm not back. Hey, Bill, welcome back. I'm, I'm not, not back. back. Are you sure you don't want to go along? No. Go with them, you mean? Well, yeah. Nah, nah, they'll be fine. Did you sign papers? Oh, shit. She didn't? Come on, if you hurry, we can still catch him. She missed a space. So Joe's a mile away already. <laughs> they have to get in the truck and go chase her. <laughs> hey, Bill, glad you're back. I'm not back. So now we're chasing the storm chasers. Yes. On our way to said storm, we get a visit from the cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? There is this man, Dr. Jonas Miller, who is a sea urchin. He used to be on Bill and Joe's team, but... Uh, ever since parting of the ways, he has decided to uh, get himself some corporate sponsors. I hate the little exchange when they're... So this whole squad of nice new black Dodge vehicles, <laughs> like, swolls up beside, like, bees, like, <laughs> beside this ratty-ass caravan going, and they're like... They're strutting! Like, it is caramel and Greenfield. <laughs> oh my god! Like, let's just put it that way. Local jokes. And so, Dr. Jonas, son of a bitch. <laughs> Played by Carrie Elwes. Who is that, honey? Jonas Miller, he's a nightcrawler. We all start out in the same lab that Jonas went out and got himself some corporate sponsors. He's in it for the money, not the science. He's got a lot of high-tech gadgets, but he's got no instincts. They all somehow 
end up at the same roadside diner? Well, basically, the last truck in their caravan kind of mm. runs Bill off the road oh, and right. jacks up his suspension. Mm-hmm. So we're all we're all at the stop. I guess in Oklahoma, there are just places where you can go and it's a gas station slash auto shop slash restaurant slash, slash tattoo shop slash slash slash. <laughs> Like Sticky Jims yeah. in the Silent Hill episode. Sticky Jims. What on. was the actual name of that store? I don't know. Oh my god. Come on down to Sticky Jims. You can get yourself a tire change and a tattoo. <laughs> and so we're fixing the suspension and the tire on the brand new beauty. We notice that Jonas, Jonas has got something very similar looking to the Dorothy system <laughs> in front of him. It's not similar. It's a copy. So all of the... All of the sensors inside of the Dorothy are these little, like, spheres that are that are being able to be taken up. But Jonas opens his, and there are a bunch of cubes. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> did you really think you were being slick here, bud? It's Coke versus Pepsi, which is really funny. And Pepsi had so much corporate sponsorship in this movie. The product placement in this film is wild. <laughs> it is. Dodge. <laughs> There's so many Dodge vehicles in this film. All the soda are Pepsi products. Yes. All of it. Um, Not to mention propane. I sell propane and propane accessories. <laughs> and to top it all off, the device's name is Dot. Yeah. As in a shortened version of Dorothy. This is a classic ripoff. He stole Bill's design. And now he's going to try and profit from him by doing the exact same thing that they're doing. Now it's just an arms race. It's not worth it. What is the matter with you? You stole my design, you son of a bitch. Calm down. What the hell are you talking about? Dorothy. You took her, you damn thief! Oh, I get it. You want to take credit for my design, is You're that a liar. It? She was our idea and you know it. You damn thief. Carrie Ellis' accent and it's just so... It's just so put on. Oh, I see what's going on here. You're trying to take credit for my design. Like, he's trying really hard. I feel like his best American accents are when he's Southern. Isn't he American? I guys, I love playing this game. Are they Canadian, <laughs> British, or American? I, there was a pause there, and it's because neither of us are sure. He is British. I thought so. Oh my god! I thought he was. Joe goes running after him after the fight, and it's like, "Listen, I'm sorry. I should have told you. I'm sorry. I should have told you. One day, I'll give you one day. Whether she flies or not, I'm gone." If you can, if she flies, she flies. If she doesn't, I'm out of here. Yeah, one way or another. Because here's the thing. None of it really matters if these teams can't get those sensors up in the air. And I mean, Jonas, I'm sorry. They're cubes. (laughs) They're not going anywhere but on the ground. (laughs) You think the aerodynamics would have been against them from the start. Joe goes up to the counter and... She's like, she turns to Melissa and she's like, he's going to wait on Bill to see what he does. And, you know, basically, and Melissa, this is Melissa's one diva moment. She's just like, you're still in love with him, aren't you? Yeah, that comes out of nowhere. And, you know, Joe's just, <laughs> the way Joe's just kind of like raises her eyebrows and is like side looking at her like, we're going to talk about this right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that for the rest of the movie, they don't really uh, yeah. interact very much because that was weird. And Melissa's like, not that I blame you. I just hope this isn't some desperate ploy to keep him in your life. Uh, Which it so is. It's so a desperate ploy. Joe, this is all Joe's plan to keep him around for today. (laughs) She She wants She wants one more wild day with him. Exactly. And so, and she's just like, I love that she just like drags her and then Joe's just like, "Hmm, 
check please. <laughs> yeah. It takes <laughs> Melissa's check and is like, we're together. <laughs> <laughs> we get an actual check please. <laughs> Now Bill is doing his Sherlock Holmes impression outside. Okay, the part where he picks, the, like, the, it's all still in the sky, and the clouds are getting lots of updraft. And the moment where he reaches down, picks up some soil, and just, like, lets it run through his hand, like, what is it that you're assessing for right now? <laughs> I really thought he was going to take his finger and, like, touch his tongue with it, like, mm, loam. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you weather-savvy people listening, if any... Like, seriously, what is he assessing by letting the soil run through his hand? Is there something you can tell from the soil right before a big storm that lets you know what the storm's going to be like? And then Dusty, breathing hard, comes up behind him and is like, Greenage. <laughs> Dusty's like, pack it up and move it out. We got Greenage. So they pack up the whole caravan, they get going, and Jonas's team is it's right behind him. Right behind him. He's such a hack. Bill pecks Melissa and I was like, follow us to this dangerous storm in my car. Okay, great. I'm going to go with Joe. Yeah. So Bill and Joe are in the truck with Dorothy in the back. And it's all of five minutes before they're squabbling. She's trying to make conversation <laughs> about his girlfriend. And then they start arguing. I don't want to fight. <laughs> I'm not fighting. I'm talking. She's a therapist. Oh. Yours? Christ. What? You couldn't resist, I'm not could saying you, you need Come on. therapy. What? I'm what? not. Wait, 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 wait. I need therapy? I didn't say that. I need a therapist? What could that. I possibly need a therapist for? I don't know. You're the doctor. Tell me. <laughs> They're arguing about him needing therapy. <laughs> She's just like, I'm having trying to have a nice conversation <laughs> right now. You are blowing this out of proportion. And he is listing lazily off the road because yeah. he's not paying attention. Can I drive? No. Then would you... <laughs> You know, Dusty likes to play his radio real loud. And they have this radio system connected all between the cars. Yeah, so they can communicate. And everyone is listening to them bicker <laughs> over the radio. And, like, Patty just goes, I think they're getting better at this. <laughs> hey, are you guys going to wrap this up pretty soon? What? Oh, nothing. I was just wondering if uh, <clears throat> we're going to chase this tornado or if you just want to catch the next one. Shit! There is a nice, cute little funnel developing in the sky over a field adjacent to them. They have reached the NATO. They are trying to intercept this storm's path, and they drive into this field. You can see the tornado behind them, guys. I, I love this music. Like, they get into this rut that has obviously been plowed for a water trough, and they are driving all the way down it, and like... Because, you know, Joe keeps saying, you got to get into the field. You got to get into the field. And they finally get into this rut and they stay in it forever. And Joe's like, you got to get out of this thing. And he's like, oh, you see me fucking trying? crash very hard into this wooden bridge that goes over the causeway. This tornado is closing in fast. I love the shot of them driving towards the bridge and- Cause they're trying to get in front of it, right? Yeah, and they have gotten in front of it, but it's coming from behind them. Yeah. And the way it just kind of cuts that farm in half. Yeah, it just rips through that house. The barn's gone. All the debris. In the related media, I'm gonna drop a corridor crew video about how they did those visual effects. It's really interesting stuff. It's something about a particle cannon or something like that. I don't know, I'm gonna let them explain it. We studied more for Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Just check out the related media for that. And so, you want substance? Check out the, the related media. <laughs> You're not going to get it here. 
and they crash hard into this little bridge. And Joe gets right out of the truck and is like, okay, let's put it in its path. <laughs> and Bill's like, this thing's too fucking close. I don't know how they're going to get, I don't know how they think they're going to get it out of the trench. This is a very Jack and Rose just went under moment for me. <laughs> Why is that? Because I w remember the farm. Yeah, I Like do. that happened five seconds ago. Yeah. They hold on to this bridge <laughs> for dear life. This tornado engulfs them. I just want to say, for the record, in this film, Bill and Joe end up in the middle of four different <laughs> tornadoes. In the middle of them. And so they're hanging on to this bridge, and this tornado is on top of them. Oh, yeah. It takes Joe's truck up. And Dorothy. Sucks it away. And you really expect me to believe... <laughs> that this janky-ass bridge did not get taken? No, yeah, the whole house went away and the barn, but not this dinky little bridge. I just love, oh. It's gone. It's gone. Where's my truck? Cut to Melissa driving up to the scene. And Joe's truck falls out of the sky <laughs> on the road right in front of Melissa. So this didn't work. Dorothy crashed back down with all of the sensors still inside, and now they're out a Dorothy and they're out a truck. Yeah. So Joe cons Bill into lending them the use of his brand new Dodge truck to transport Dorothy 2 to the next storm. And Melissa's like, hold on, hold on, we're gonna go chase another one? Yeah, like... We almost died back there! <laughs> the battle zone, Billy, what are we doing? Going again. Again? But back there you almost got yourself. No, no. Just a close call. Terrible, horrible man lies. <laughs> Terrible, horrible <laughs> man lies. Team Jonas is barely ahead of them this time mm -hmm. for this second tornado. Bill's a meteorologist. Yeah. Bill gets the better of them in this one. Because Bill can see this what they believe is solid F3. He can see that it's a sidewinder, which means that it's not going to have a stable path. Yeah. So it's going to change direction, if not frequently, at least often. Bill slams on the brakes and Joe's like, what, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? They're going to get to it before we are. Look at the updraft. The angle. It's going to shift its track. Are you sure? Oh, yeah, it's definitely a sidewinder. It'll move left. Is that bad? Wasn't there a road back there? You're right. Go, 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 go. And so they decide, you know, he they develop a new route because they decided they know that this thing is going to change course. And of course, Bill was right, much to Jonas's chagrin. Literally, the, they they watch the tornado change path and they look over and the team Bill and Joe are right there next to it. You really don't know how it happens in this sequence, but we completely lose this tornado in exchange for a few more. It trying to get back around to a good angle for this F3 in the middle of a field, they go across a river. This river has one causeway going through it and they're driving through it and there's a water spout on the river. It's very large, very violent. And Melissa is in the car with them, like freaking out. She's on and a then, call with a client. I know it feels unnatural, but with Donald's motility, you're not gonna have to save the old fashioned way. Even if you stand on your head. Joe keeps telling Bill, you know, we've got to get ahead of this. This is dangerous. And then, what do you know? Another water spout picks up on the other side of the causeway, on the other end of the river. And uh, Joe's just like, and then the one to their left splits into sisters. Yeah. <laughs> so now we've got three water spout tornadoes. And not to mention the fourth F3 that is somewhere behind them. Is this where the cow goes by? <laughs> A cow drifts <laughs> in front of them, in front of their windshield. And just the look on Joe's face. Oh. Cow. I gotta go, Julia. We got cow. 
think that was the same one. So the twin tornadoes whip across the road in front of them, and Bill's got no choice but to slam on the brakes. These two spouts begin to reform right with the truck in the middle of it. (laughs) So the truck begins to just spin on the road. The water spouts realize that they're not in water anymore, so they disintegrate. Yeah. The long shot of the car being spun around, and it just sucks back up into the sky. I'm just like, it's so awesome. And Melissa. Oh, I'd be in the back screaming. Melissa goes ape shit. I would be screaming like my hair's on fire. But Bill and Joe, they're giddy. <laughs> oh, they are loving it. They're getting off. You think that they were on a carnival ride? Do they get out of that truck and they start screaming, hooping, and hollering? <laughs> oh, the rest of the gang's pulling up. They cannot believe how cool this was. And then Bill realizes that Melissa is standing in the middle of the road like a lost little lamb. She is inconsolable. And she's like, it's. he's like, it's okay. And she's like, no, Are it's you, not okay. You're all right. And she's like, I'm not all right. This is not okay. No, I'm not okay. This is not okay. Okay. Oh, Christ, I'm sorry. <laughs> Honey, I didn't think. You know, when you used to tell me that you chased tornadoes, deep down, I always just thought it was a metaphor. Y'all are crazy people. And he just kind of hugs you. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't think. You didn't think. (laughs) If I'm Melissa at this point, I'm looking at Bill and thinking, who are you? Yeah, exactly. Who even are you? He's getting quite an education in what, uh, what he gives him his jollies. Yeah. So Alan, Dusty, and Rabbit notice how close they are to the lovely little Oklahoma hamlet of Waukita. <laughs> Guess who's in Waukita? Aunt Meg. Hey, you know what, uh, Joe? Some of us hey. couldn't help but notice how close we are to Waukita. No. Yeah, and Aunt Meg wouldn't mind a pit stop, right? No. Red meat, we crave sustenance. Guys, we are not invading my aunt. Food. 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 Hey, we are absolutely not going. Cut to Aunt Meg's house. <laughs> we are, so we're going to Wakita. I'm sure there's an actual term for this kind of artist. A welder? I don't know. Is she? I guess you could call her a welder. Yeah, I just, in my notes, I just referred to her as an artist. Aunt she, Meg is the creator of very large metal windworks. Like scrap metal sculptures, yeah. kind of, yeah. They're all very different and very unique, and she has them all over the property. She's really cool and earthy, <laughs> and she lives on a farm in Wakita. And she misses Bill. She does miss Bill. <laughs> she she liked her She liked her niece being with Bill, yeah. being married to Bill. Bill pulls up in his big red truck, and just the grin that goes across <laughs> Meg's face. Billy! She's so excited. And then, like, they greet each other, and then all of the men on the team, <laughs> like, Meg just goes, hey, boys! And everybody, all the men just, like, scream and give her this big hug. Everybody gets a kiss. Like, it's very cute. It's very She's wholesome. She's like their den mother. Yeah. She's like their mother on the road. So, Meg cooks up a mean feast of steak and eggs. Oh, it looks good. It does look good. I love it. It's my favorite scene. <laughs> it is. The scene where they're in Meg's house eating the steak and egg. <laughs> This is where we're learning that Bill has a reputation for being a loose cannon in the world of storm chasing. Um, I was just wondering, why, why do you call Billy the extreme? Because Billy 
is the extreme. <laughs> Bill's the most out of control son of a bitch in the game. <laughs> so Dusty opens up with this story, kind of how a, you know, meet cute between Joe <laughs> and Bill. And Joe, I guess Joe was friends with everyone before Bill was. And Joe's trying to film a very particular storm. <laughs> the way Dusty tells it is that Bill pulls up butt-ass naked in a shitty-looking green valiant. Drunk as a skunk. He strolls up to the twister. And he says, have a drink. And he chucks the bottle into the twister. And it never hits the ground. And it never hits the ground. <laughs> There's just the drama of it. And it never hits the ground. And Bill's like, everybody shut the fuck up. You see, Melissa. <laughs> They're embarrassing him. He said, there was another Bill, an evil Bill, and I killed him. Whatever, Bill. <laughs> this is also where we get the explanation of the Fujita scale. Based on how strong the tornado is, they have a number ascribed to them. And they just, I hate this moment. <laughs> is there an F5? Would that be like? The finger of God. None of you have ever seen an F5? Just one of us. Joe's the only member of the team that's ever seen an F5. The one that took her dad. (laughs) Joe's out of the shower. Unnecessary shower scene. And Aunt Meg is here for a mom moment. She's avoiding everyone because she's sad because it kind of feels like old times, right? Yeah. And it's not old times. And Meg knows she's sad. Meg knows she's got to be feeling some kind of way. Bill always went his own way, which was usually the same way you were going. Seems like a long time ago. Not so long, Joe. He's here, isn't he? Right now, Joe probably just thinks he's there to get his divorce and go. She was really hoping that this was going to keep him around, but it doesn't yeah. appear to be having that effect. I think she thought that this was going to change his mind and maybe he'd want to st- Maybe he Maybe he'd want to stay. Maybe he'd want to talk about some things, I but... Oh. Well, I mean, but we have a, uh, a serious weather situation. We here. got one, baby! We've got another. They're grabbing their stuff and they're getting back on the road to chase an F3. We're going to take a quote, walk in the woods, which means they're going to go off road. Okay, I lied. This is my favorite scene. <laughs> the scene where they're driving literally through nature. The orchestral version of Humans Being by Van Halen. Yeah. Okay, we're having time to impress me. Okay. About a mile up, there's a little detour. We're going to take a walk in the woods. You love it? It's just a very... Mm, <laughs> I love blaring this when I get out in the country. Like So does Dusty. They're driving through this field and they're asking Rabbit over and over again on the radio. Where's the road? Where's the road, Rabbit? Where's the road? (laughs) We've gone off the road. Because Rabbit's got the map. Yeah. Where's the road, Rabbit? Yeah, where's the road, man? Should be any moment. We come right out of the cornfield onto the road and almost sideswipe Dot's convoy. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Shit. She's insane. You're insane, Joe. What are you trying to do? Get somebody killed? Oh, really, Jonas? It was so nice of you to stop back there and make sure we were all right. It was very considerate of you to see 10 people on the side of the road and not stop. Channel clear. 
yeah, these two teams wreck each other and push each other off the road literally the whole movie. It's so competitive. Whoever gets their pack up first, they're going to be able to do the patent and all of the research. Yeah. And they're going to get funded. Every scientist's dream. Yeah. We're working towards the same goal here, but there is not that spirit. Oh, no, no, no. There is not that spirit out on the plains today. (laughs) Bill's tornado senses start tingling again, and he tells Joe to take a right turn and break away from Team Jonas's convoy. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of radio crosstalk to track the tornado. Joe, what do you think? Are you going to go for it, Joe? Joe? Time for deployment, guys. Let's do it. Oh, man. This is the fun part, sweetheart. They drive into a patch of heavy, heavy, heavy hail. Uh huh. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought you How were... heavy is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's Sean that was th- heavy. That was three heavies. <laughs> And so, like, the hail gets so bad that they tell the rest of the team to hang back. Oh, yeah. Bill and Joe got this. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We're going to, because they, they got to get close enough to the tornado to leave Dorothy in its path. Like, it's just like Bill and Joe just took off to play with death again. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. <laughs> they get up onto this hill. This tornado, it's like, you know when you're trying to throw up? <laughs> and you're uh, yeah uh, like you're trying to make it come out that's what the sky's doing with the tornado <laughs> like it keeps coming down a little bit and going ee, and yeah. like sucking back up because <laughs> we we don't have a full-fledged storm yet we just have like what is predictably going to be a storm they think this motherfucker's going to drop down right on top of them so they get up onto this hill i love it in the the, the boat flies over them. <laughs> Is that a boat? <laughs> the twister starts forming in the middle of the road, mm-hmm. and they decide they're close enough to it. So Joe slams on the brakes. They stop in the middle of the road and start pull- pulling Dorothy out of the bed when the tornado hits the power line. Yes. There's all of this electricity sparking, and there's water everywhere. It knocks a telephone pole over, and the pole falls on its side and knocks Dorothy out of the bed. All of the sensors go all over the road. Get out! Get out! Look out! Come on! Dorothy 2 is busted and out of commission. Joe becomes what you would call inconsolable. Oh, yeah. She starts manically scooping all of the sensors off the road. And Bill's like, no, no, we have to be not here. Yeah. And the tornado dissipates anyway. Yeah. It takes like a timeout. Yeah. So that we can have a dramatic moment. The tornado goes, nah, I don't really feel like it. (laughs) And it's out yeah. for like 0.5. And Joe's just like it's it's kind of a it's kind of a wrenching scene where she's just like hel- she's like screaming she's like help me. Bill takes this very inopportune time to take her emotional inventory. Yeah. What are you doing? Help me. Joe, the pack's wasted. It's over. What is wrong with you? We can still do this. Jesus Christ, listen to yourself. You're obsessed. You've never seen what that thing you do. So don't talk to me about You've never seen it. You've never seen him miss this house and miss that house and come after you. And this is something she's obviously lived with her whole life. And it's what drives her life's work. And you just, you know in that moment how emotional this is for her. Through this argument, you kind of see, you know, the issues on both sides of this relationship. Joe being being kind of a maniac and trying to fulfill this thing for herself. You can kind of see Bill's pain. 
yeah. in this exchange. And he's just like, you know, I feel like Joe's problem with Bill He's, you know, he's got this temper, but, you know, Bill's problem with Joe is that, like, he's not there. She's obsessed. Yeah, she's obsessed and she forgets entirely about him. And he's telling her, you gotta move on. Stop living in the past and look at what you got right in front of you. What are you saying? Me, Joe. And I wrote, did he just casually admit to still being in love with her? Yes, he did. And here's the thing. Everybody on the radio can hear this happening. Yeah, I don't know how. Through all the wind and rain, but they can. (laughs) Melissa hears the whole thing. And I feel so bad for her. I love that shot of her just in the the rain, just whipping around her. And she's just, she's just got this look on her face like. I should have known. Yeah, just like she's so, she's hurt. We've reached the evening time. Yeah. We've, again, we've pulled over at a drive-in movie theater. In Ontario. Question mark? Not in Ontario. (laughs) Ontario, Oklahoma. Yes. What's playing at the drive-in, Russ? The Shining. I know. I remember being a kid and you telling me that there was a drive-in movie in Tennessee and they were showing Twister and a tornado hit the drive-in. Yeah. While it was showing Twister. That's mostly true. It wasn't actually showing. It was gonna play that night. Oh. Yeah, but no. I mean, but how crazy is that? That would suck. I read that in a textbook when I was like in fifth grade. A te- An American textbook. Wow, Twister. <laughs> yeah, making it into the textbooks. And so, you know, we got a mo- we got a couple motels. We're fixing our busted up ass vehicles. Yeah, everybody's kind of broken off. So this is another little marketplace. You know, <laughs> this is where you can there's a truck stop, there's a mechanic shop, there's a drive-in theater, there's a restaurant, there's motels. Yeah, yeah. it's just like this little cute little Oklahoman community. Oklahoman? 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 Oklahoma. Oklahoman community. Joe's at a picnic table signing the last line of the divorce papers for Bill. She's like, you know what? After what I've been through today, it's time. He walks up to her at the concession stand and they start brainstorming about how they're going to get the sensors to fly. Because what they've basically been able to gather is that it's too light. Yeah. The pack is too light and it's not the the tornado's just going to rip it apart or throw it out of the way. And that was like the problem that Toto had, the real the real pack. Mm-hmm. It was too light so the storm would just knock it over and damage the pack, damage the sensors, and it also had a very high center of gravity. Mm-hmm. So it would it would get knocked over top real- heavy. It was very top heavy. Yeah, so it would get knocked over really easily. So too light for the tornado to pick it up, too much gravity for it to not get knocked over. So they're brainstorming, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> That's when Bill notices the signal disruption on the television inside the concession stand, mm-hmm. which, which apparently is the equivalent of like the water rippling in Jurassic Park when, yeah. when the T-Rex is approaching. When that signal disruption happens, Dusty starts screaming, Joe! Bill! It's coming! It's headed right for us! It's already here! Everybody underground now! The most terrifying thing is that, you know, it's nighttime. Oh, yeah. It's pitch black. There's nothing more ominous than a tornado at nighttime. Because you can barely see it. You can hear it, you can feel it, but you can't see it. (laughs) The only way they're able to see the size of it is through the lightning. 
It's ripping through the movie screen right as Jack Nicholson starts axing the bathroom door to get to Shelley Duvall. I love that. I love that. It's like the tornado splits the screen. Here's Tarny. Yeah. I, no. You're fired. You are on furlough. Not due to COVID-19. They run, they all run for shelter inside that service station, which is great because, you know, I don't know a lot about auto shop places in general, but they have that little concrete path so that they can get under the cars really easily. Mm. It's a good place to hide in a tornado, right? Sure. Yeah. I disagree. No, it's just like any basement or any hallway that you would get in. <laughs> There's all those tools and sharp <laughs> things around them. Oh. This is the first of two horrible <laughs> shelter decisions. Well, it's not ideal, Ross, but it's what was there. Like, they barricade themselves in this, you know, shop, and then what happens? A car falls on top of them. Another <laughs> car gets flung into the shop. The wind is tearing the roof off. The sign gets shoved into the shop. This hubcap comes flying and hits one of the scientists in the yeah, head. Yeah, it hits Frank in the head. Just cuts his head right open. Also, guys, I don't know if his name is Frank. I've just been calling him <laughs> Frank. He's not named. They don't say his name. I'm sure he has a name. I just didn't bother to write it down. I'm sorry, Frank. Also, I want to know what's up with Brian. Before they barricade themselves. Like, he just gets in his car and, like, gets on the floor. It's like, you're a storm chaser. <laughs> Why How you- do you not know not to be in the vehicle? In the hu- in the cab of a pickup truck. Yeah. Did you not see the tornado pick up the other pickup truck? <laughs> so, guess what? They survive. <laughs> Yet again. It, I just, just, it just finally <laughs> blows over. And uh, guess what? We got another one. Yeah. And this one's personal. <laughs> <laughs> The tornado that just tore that drive-in apart is headed for Waukita. No, Aunt Meg! Aunt Meg's in Waukita. Oh, no! And Bill, like, runs over to Melissa. Please, Meg, I gotta go. I'm going back. Good, good. You'll be safe at the motel. I'll see you in the morning. I won't be there. What? What? What are you saying? I'm saying goodbye. No. Wait, wah, wah, wah. What are you what are you what are you talking about? What do you mean? This is such a shock. And she <laughs> can't be serious. Goes, what are you saying? Sayonara! You're in love with your wife. It's fine. And she she literally says to him, she's like, I don't even know where to start with all of this. This is way more about you than I ever thought I would find out. And she's like, to his face, it's like, we both know that this was gonna end sooner or later. She's not that upset. About she was it. like, I'm not that upset. She's like <laughs> smiling because she's so relieved it's over. I know. She is so relieved that she has decided that it is over. She gets to go back to whatever little patch of heaven she's from and never hear the words tornado again if she doesn't want to. And I just th- I like this little scene with her. Like yeah, she's Melissa's a class act. She did not make this harder than it needed to be. And th- there's this one really sad moment where where Dusty's like, Bill, let's go. You go ahead. She needs you. I hope that Aunt Meg's okay. What about you? Oh, don't worry about me. I know my way home. Oh, she can tell this is where his heart really is. Yeah. And that Joe is where his heart really and is. I just want to say that Bill <laughs> leaves her. Yeah. At the marketplace yeah. with no vehicle. No and he's vehicle. like, how are you going to get back? And she's like, 
Oh, don't worry about me. <laughs> I know my way home. And she just wanders off into a sea of EMTs. <laughs> like she's the pony from the Fellowship and of the she's Ring. Like, you gonna get a ride? Patting him on petting Bill on the nose. Don't worry, Bill. She knows the way home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the scenes in Wakita where they're driving through all of the destruction, they actually picked a like an older part of an Oklahoman community and like just leveled it. Really? Yeah, it just destroyed the houses, faked they let all the huh? records. Yeah, there's dozens of homes leveled, and you can, and Joe's looking around, and she just goes, I have no warning. She gets the really odd flash of the family of three that looks very much like Pa Thornton, Ma Thornton, and little Carmen Cortez. Yeah, it's like a, it's like seeing a ghost. Yeah, a weird little flash, and she sees herself in these families. Meg's house. The first story is gone. <laughs> Just the the bottom half is totally missing. Like it is sitting on its upper half. This whole scene is so nerve wracking. Oh, I hate it. They climb into this house, and Meg is pinned under a bookcase in the basement. Yeah. And the dog's down there barking, old yeller or lassie or whatever the yeah, hell uh, down here. What's his name? I think his name's Jake. Mose. 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 Mose is a good boy. Yeah, Mose is sitting with her like, I don't know what to do. Mose boy. Mose. She's down here. Meg, we're here. We're coming down. And so they get the bookcase off of her. Miraculously, <laughs> they haul this lady out of this wreckage. She's, and she's just like, I'm fine. They put her on a gurney. Joe's like to the paramedics, like, is she going to be all right? We'll probably keep her overnight just to be safe. Overnight, forget it. I'm all right. You're going to the hospital. Okay, I'll go, okay. but I'm going to drive myself. Honey, your car's in a tree around the corner. Oh. Overnight, the hell with it. I'm all right. <laughs> Meg. You know Meg would be yeah. impossible if she were alive today. Yeah. She'd be like, I'm not staying inside. You know, they finally have Meg all trussed up in the ambulance. Joe immediately starts blaming herself. And I'm like, oh, God. Here she's we like, go. I'm sorry I wasn't there. I hate it when people do that shit. I know that their heart's in the right place. But it's like, I'm sorry I didn't do this. I was like, you literally had no control. People are good at blaming themselves for things they had nothing to do with. And Meg is talking about like, listen, I'm very, very lucky. I got a bump on the head and a broken wrist. It could have been so much worse. And, you know, she's talking about how, like, you know, the siren went off, like, mere seconds before it hit her house. She didn't even have time to get all the way down to the basement. Yeah, she it, she didn't have time to get downstairs. And then I'm thinking of the horror of she was upstairs and she ended up in the basement. That's petrifying. Yeah. This is why this research is important, so that this doesn't happen. I was listening to the radio and... I mean, I don't, I don't even know if you want to know, but I, it's it's happening. NSSL predicting an F5. Joe, gonna happen to somebody else. You, you go stop it. So they're standing around, looking at the wreckage, helping with the recovery. Joe is just kind of standing in Meg's former front yard, watching some of her metal sculptures spin in the wind. Joe. What is it? We've been recording all day. This has been an absolutely incredible day. And we know what Kita has just been leveled. And what is it? And uh, there have been nearly 18, I guess 18. I know how to make Dorothy fly. Uh, <laughs> and Joe's like, brain blast! Yeah. So basically, they come up with this idea that they're going to get all these aluminum cans and they're going to cut circles out of them and then fan them. Kind of like.
like pinwheels. And they're going to attach them to the top of the sensors so they will more easily fly. Here's where I took the note that they're all up on Jonas because he has this corporate sponsorship. Every one of these aluminum cans that they get is a Pepsi can. Every single one of them. Yeah, yeah. Pepsi was like, hey. (laughs) They got to round up like 1,500 cans from all this wreckage. I want to be a producer. (laughs) Oh, my God. When you spin the wings, it kind of looks like the Pepsi symbol. (laughs) It's so blatant. You know what else kind of looks like the Pepsi symbol? What? The radar (laughs) on all the screens with the blue and the green. Yeah, it sure does. Oh, my God. All right, guys. It's F5 time! So they get all of the sensors and divide them between the remaining Dorothys, three and four, right? They start driving, tracking the F5. It is a mile wide and it's black as night. Yeah, they don't, they don't even, they don't even need to look for it. It looks like something (laughs) out of a Warhammer game. It's terrifying. This is literally the definition of the elephant in the room. The size of the tornado that is animated into this sequence is a little ridiculous. Because, yes, F5s can get up to be a mile at the base, but rarely. <laughs> That's why it's like so, it's Titanic. I want LOL, LOL, I want you, like, uh, if you're listening, Google a picture of an actual F5 tornado and then watch this movie and tell me that this tornado that they have animated into this movie is not like an F8. <laughs> it for real is like the tornado titan from Hercules. Like, it's ju- it's a monster. They drop Dorothy 3. In the middle of the road and just start kind of driving away, driving backwards. They're hoping that the F5 will pick Dorothy up and just kind of take it with it. And yes, they do. They get it down in the middle of the road. And guess what? A tree trunk comes along and smashes into Dorothy 3. And, you know, they were so excited. They were filming it and they were just like, oh, God damn it. So close. Well, another tree trunk swings out of the tornado and under. It like wedges itself underneath the back end of the truck. Yeah. Oh my God. Get us off this thing. Now Bill can't get off of it. It's a very bad time for the F5 to drop an oil tanker out of the sky. Yeah, the oil tanker literally, it just, it just like, it just leers out like, hey guys, here to join the party. (laughs) And it's skidding along the road towards them. And Joe's like, get off of this tree. This is such BS, but the tanker like barely taps their truck enough. Knocks them off of the tree trunk. And they start speeding away and the tanker finally makes contact with the ground right in front of them and explodes. Let's talk about bullshit. (laughs) Because that oil tanker explodes in front of them on the road. And guys... You know it if you've seen it. They drive right through it. Such a horse Not a scratch. (laughs) They drive into an inferno and right out the other side. It's such nonsense. Oh, no, 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 don't wait. This is only part one of bullshit. (laughs) We get this gag again. I love how Dusty's on the radio like, Joe, Bill, did you see that explosion? We saw it. This monster's still moving northeast on 80. Copy. This is it. Last one. Last time. Team Jonas has already arrived on the scene, right? When they double back for this tornado. Mm -hmm. Bill's pretty confident that the tornado's going to change course at the last second. Mm -hmm. And if Jonas and his team don't back off, it's, they're gonna die. It's gonna be bad news. 
Jonas, what's your position? Oh, howdy, Bill. We are heading northeast, running parallel, and about to pull ahead of it on the left. Why? Hang back a minute. We got a pretty good view from back here. She can shift her track, and if she does, she's going to come right at you. Do you copy? Maybe we should do what he says. He'd never put us in harm's way. When I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. Eddie behind the wheel is like, mm, maybe we should listen to him. They seem like good people. <laughs> Why is he Gomer Pyle? And Jonas is just like, fuck you. I'm in charge. Jonas, listen to me. This is not Get okay. off this frequency, Bill. She's shifting. Oh, my God. Jonas, I'm telling you. Eddie, I know you can hear me. Turn around now. Get out of there. Of course, not five seconds later, a radio tower antenna comes flying out of the funnel and right through the front windshield of Eddie and Jonas's van. Oh, it comes through the driver's side. It impales and definitely kills Eddie immediately. Oh, poor Eddie. And then the truck gets taken up. Yeah. And then that truck, just like a roller coaster, Stupid. We tried. There's nothing we could do. They're driving again. Debris! Debris! We have debris! <laughs> debris! Because, like, the tornado comes by a tractor dealership. And what is... there? Of all the things for an F5 to be able to hurl, we don't need it to be combines. Oh, no! And tractors oh. and trailers. Sharp farming implements. Debris! Justin, we have debris! Debris! Right! left and I'm like he has eyes <laughs> and they're just dodging in and out of all this and crap laying in the middle of the f road they get by all the tractors and then from behind a group of trees rolls an entire house a two-story house welcome to bullshit part two oh my God. Oh my God. i think we're going in they drive through the second story window of this house plow through the second level of the house as it rolls across the highway. And miraculously, guess what? Come out on the other side. Not a scratch. <laughs> no busted windshield. Nothing. Also, I want to say this is bad editing. <laughs> you think so? This is bad editing because the windshield of that truck uh -huh. constantly is flipping back between irreparably busted <laughs> and completely clear. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Hey, this is a lot to stay like, on top of. There's a bunch of shit hitting that thing. You know how cracked that windshield looks in some shots? And then it's just clear as day in others. And I'm like, what? You leave that editor alone. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're going to make what we feel is the best decision. And we're going to drive into a cornfield. Getting out of the truck, getting Dorothy out of the truck, putting her in one place and hoping that the tornado will pick her up. It's not working anymore. Mm -hmm. They have to anchor her down. So what better way to anchor her than leave her in the back of the truck? They decide they're going to rev up and jump out of the vehicle and let it just coast on into the funnel. <laughs> let me just set the cruise control. Okay, we're good. On three? On three. Go! They jump out of that truck. And I'm just, my only thought during this whole sequence is, is like, no, no, it's a nice truck. Oh, look at that beautiful truck. There it goes. Wave goodbye to the truck. They're standing in the trail across the corn. And just like the look in Joe's face, like, take it, take, take it, it. <laughs> take it. And then that lid pops off and all those little sensors, sensors get sucked up and they fly away into the funnel. 
Which, and I'm just like, finally, what we've been <laughs> wanting to fucking happen. It's the money shot. <laughs> yeah. All those sensors flying into the funnel. And the team is on the ground tracking the storm. And they're freaking out because it's working. All the sensors are starting to light up on their screens. Yeah. Their radar's going nuts. This and is like one of the first times anybody's able to measure a tornado. But hold on. We've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's all great and everything. Dorothy's flying. That's fantastic. That's been what this whole movie's about. But B Belzer's like, hey, you got to get out of there. You got to get out of there. <laughs> Anyone who lives in Tornado Alley will tell you that you never get caught out in the open during a tornado. No, and they all. are out in the open. Yeah. And so here comes bullshit part three. There is a cute little farm just nearby. They have to run to it. The shot of them with, with the tornado cutting through the corn towards them. There's no way they got away from that twister. They never would have been able to escape the force <laughs> of that tornado, but they do. They run to this farmhouse. Very Jack and Rose. It is. <laughs> the wind is literally chucking fence posts against the side of the barn, and they're sticking like they're darts. And then they finally decide that it'll be appropriate to, you know, hide inside the barn. Inside the barn, this I, she literally gets inside this barn, and you see all of these sharp metal tools hanging from literally every surface. They're slaughtering implements. <laughs> Why are these people? I don't think so. They can't stay with the sharp stuff, so they run back outside. And, like, they come outside of the barn, and the F5 is tearing apart the other side of the barn. Oh, the only other place to hide on this entire property is this watershed that's out in the middle of the field. And, like, they get inside this shed, and I'm like, the whole time you're just thinking, haha. What the fuck do you think's gonna happen? <laughs> Where are you gonna go? In a tiny ass shed. Bill's hammering on the pipes and he's going, these pipes must go down at least yeah, 30 feet. He's like, I'm a meteorologist. I'm also a plumber. <laughs> he's like, these pipes got to go down at least 30 feet. After this, I'll take you for a ride on the Keldish and we'll go visit the Titanic. <laughs> Maybe shoot some aliens. <laughs> or a gorilla. <laughs> and so Bill anchors them both. They're using these leather straps on the wall yeah. to tie themselves to the pipe. And I'm just like, oh, I hope so. Yeah. We're out of options at this point. And what what happens next is actually very pretty. Oh my god, this is my favorite part of the movie. The F5 engulfs this little shack they're in. Obviously tears away all of the housing of the shack. They're upside down staring into the core of the tornado. And I can guarantee you, no one has ever beheld what it is like to be in the center of a tornado, but I'd like to think that this is exactly what it's like. It's I like being too. in the eye of a hurricane. The music is really doing it for me. I know. I love it. This F5 decides, okay, we finally got it over Bill and Joe. Let's dissipate. <laughs> we made our point. It's time to go. I love how the tornado is like this collective intellectual body yeah. in our minds. Just like, we've done our job. The pipes have busted and there's water spraying everywhere. And guess what? The sun's out. <laughs> it always what comes right the out. fuck? <laughs> I, if I were Bill or Joe, the immediate thoughts in my head would be, I'm the Messiah. <laughs> Like, 
I have now survived. We walked to the eye of a tornado and we lived to tell the tale. I, 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 we have now survived at least 10 tornadoes. Bill like leans up and he's like, it didn't take the house. Yeah. It took everything else on that farm but the house. That's so, I, I want to say that's nice. That's nice of the tornado to do that. Yeah, but, but yeah. Thank you, F5. <laughs> Thank you for not taking that nice family's home. I guess this is where we just kind of decide, yeah, I love you. <laughs> It's not out of the realm of possibility for me that, you know, they would rekindle their crazy love because they are two crazy storm chasing scientists. Make it count. Meet me at the twister. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They need each other. They need each other. He's got the instincts and she's got the brains. Mm -hmm. And they are going to run a lab together now. Yeah. They're already fighting over who's going to run it. Who's going to, you know, draft the plan and everything. The rest of the team is rolling up. Hey, Joe and Bill, check out that sky. You know what? I think we've seen enough. They're just kissing. They start making out on top of the broken water main. I love that, you know, we get the and like it's very inspirational, uplifting music. And I just this is my favorite shot in the whole film. And th- this helicopter shot of it coming slowly up from where they are on the farm. Oh, my you God. You get to see the whole farm. And then like it gets so high in the sky that you can see the literal path of the tornado. It's awesome. Stretching on for miles. Yeah, it's so cool. And let's talk about this roll credits music. <laughs> listening to the end credit music i want to grunt really hard (laughs) grow a mullet and a mustache put on some plaid and some ripped jeans (laughs) take my truck out for a drive and just be in nature you know (laughs) like i am at one with god in the sky the lumberjack thoreau like i'm not kidding play the twister credits music at my funeral okay like yeah it's it's (laughs) so powerful when, when was the first time you ever saw this movie? Oh, I was little. How little? I was little. Um, I remember there was a period of time where the parents were fond of the blockbuster. And <laughs> yeah. Twister was one of the movies we got. I remember we used to get like It, Twister, and Star Wars. and I wanted to rent Carrie all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And Twister was one of those movies that dad used to get all the time. I don't think we've ever really talked about this, but when I was a kid, if I liked the movie... <laughs> I watched it 20 more times before I was satisfied. Yeah, no, yeah, we've talked about this at some length. <laughs> like, I would just repeat and repeat and repeat a film, and Twister was one of the ones that I just repeated and repeated and repeated. Rewind, rewind, rewind. Yeah. You know when the first time I saw this movie was? <laughs> one of those mornings in school when the teacher, you come in and all the lights are off and there's the TV stand. Yeah, your teacher has a hangover. Yeah, the teacher has a hangover. <laughs> so we're going to watch a movie. Yeah. Because it's like PG-13. They showed right? you Twister in yes, school? Yes, when I was in the seventh grade. We were all like 14 or something. So that cleared the PG-13 rating. And yeah, this was, I think we watched it in science. When we were studying weather. I think that this movie really kind of shows people 
it is it is truly a craft to fight the elements and especially an element so unstable as a twister yeah we need these people in our lives we need these crazy people yeah with perpetual death wishes who want to chase dangerous storms yeah we need those people and that's what i that was my biggest takeaway from this movie because we grew up in tornado alley we've seen the devastation these storms can dish out it makes me feel good that there are people out there who are passionate about documenting and researching these things so that we can all be safer this whole conversation kind of makes me thankful for the weather we had today it was a nice day. It was a nice day. It was a nice day to take a walk. Ugh. Sitting here in quarantine wishing a twister would just take me away. No. I'm kidding. At least you'd get to go somewhere, I guess. themes this month. We've done Titanic, an incredible story of romance and human loss, Twister, a story about science and how it can be used to save lives. Now we're going to do something a little different. We're going to talk about how to not get sucked into a board game. (laughs) We're going to do Jumanji, guys. Guys, welcome back, Robin Williams, to Kicking and Streaming. Ross kind of rolled his eyes at me when I said we should do this for a disaster film. But guys, you can't not call this a disaster film. Yeah, Jumanji's, Jumanji's a disaster film. Like the, the, the destruction of the board game is not localized to the house. Like It affects the entire community. Like This isn't Tornado Alley. This isn't the North Atlantic. This is New England and the supernatural. <laughs> board games are being hostile. Be on the lookout for the Jumanji episode next week, guys. In the meantime, you can go follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. If you want to write the show, you can write to us at kickingandstreamingpodcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. And if you haven't done so yet, guys, please go leave us a review on one of our platforms. Use our platforms to share the show with somebody you love. More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always... Sorry, Sorry, Mom. Mom.